whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Look at me, Damien. <laughs> so, look. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello, welcome to Horror Movie News. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Mike. And we are looking Cocaine Bear, so I'm going to hit you with some Cocaine Bear news, because I know how much you loved it. Uh, I just felt my soul leave my body real quickly then. So Screen Rant, um, the well-established and well-respected Screen Rant, one of their writers has suggested that Cocaine Bear, the um, the ambulance chase scene in Cocaine Bear, is the best movie, horror movie scene of the year by far. Mate, do you know what's so bedazzling? Not bedazzling. Faffling, amusing, confusing with a B, yeah, confusing. That's it, yeah, fucking bollocks. There's so many people out there who actually like this film, yeah, and have actually like given it really high praise. And I just, I can't understand it, I just don't get it. I don't understand the logic behind people who are turning around and saying that this film is such an entertaining ride, yes, it's it's really, really not. I don't either. Screen Rant, you need to sack that writer straight away. And I'm not giving Cocaine Bear any more time on the show because it doesn't deserve no. it. No, thank you. Um, Rico Browning, um, the guy who played the creature from Creature of the Black Loon, Lagoon, um, has sadly passed away aged 93. Yes, and he was the last surviving creature. Yes, he was. Um, which is really sad. It is really sad. Let me let me sort this out and cheer things cheer things up a bit. Um Christopher Langdon um, has teased the possibility of Happy Death Day Apocalypse. He said the third Happy Death Day is going to be the final instalment, and he wants to add in the possibility of jumping forward in time, not only backwards, leaving the option for the events that they do when they go back in time to really fuck up the future and leave them in a post-apocalyptic world. So have you seen the sequel? Happy Day, Happy Death Day too. Yeah, I have. I haven't. It, it's okay. It's it's Happy Death Day rehashed. <laughs> That's all it is. I heard it like took a different tone. It's not very horror centric. It's more no, like it's, sci-fi. It's more sci-fi, more comedic, but it is. It's essentially the same fucking thing, just rehashed. Right. I like um, the first one. I thought the first one was really really cool and unique. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of a post-apocalyptic world and time travel, and it's it's very sort of modern take on Back to the Future, and I'm I'm quite happy for that. I just I don't know I don't know I think it's just things like that are just kind of run the course pretty early on. It's like a lot of the times they write themselves into a corner where they write the first one, the first one's stellar. They have a great idea, the great concept. And then, like, oh, that's done really well. That's really successful. Let's do another so, one. Let's do another one. Which they did with the second one. It's like, oh, well, now that was really successful. Let, let's, let's do a third one that could tie everything together. We'll make sure that we write it well enough to come back to the third. And I'm going to 
please don't come at me for this. I'm going to use free Scream 3 as a perfect example for this. That's what they did in Scream 3. Scream yeah. 1 was outstanding. Scream 2 was okay, but it was like spare at the moment. Like, like that's successful. That's right on the back of that. And then they did Scream 3. It was like, well, let's tie them all together as a trilogy and make it make sense. And all yeah. they did was compromise everything that came before it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so all my news is depressing this week. What have you got? <laughs> um, I don't know much about this and how relevant it is to the actual story of Stranger Things, but the have you seen that there is like a Broadway musical Stranger Things prequel thing that's coming out? It's called Welcome... I don't think it's called Welcome, actually. I do apologise. It's called Stranger Things First Shadow. So it's a new live on-stage show um, that is set in 1959 before the world turned upside down, as the quote may go. Um, so it's like a prequel to the Stranger Things story. But apparently it's like canon. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about a musical. I am Vecna, Vecna, Vecna. I don't know. I'm not sold on it. Well, I mean, I say a musical. It's like a Broadway show. Is that, is that that's musical, isn't it? They, no, they normally have singing and dancing. The, the Beetlejuice one's meant to be amazing. Yeah, so it's a similar sort of thing. But apparently it's canon and it's, it's going to be relevant to the story and oh, what a great way to get money out of our pockets because we now need to see that to understand season five <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how relevant it is to season five but what i mean is it, it, it is a pre it is story. part of it yeah i think so i think so and it annoys me when they do stuff like this where it's like oh you have to digest this piece of media well like one of the biggest culprits for it is um marvels yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah Marvel. so they'll have like We've made 18, 18 movies. We've also now made 37 TV series that you need to see all of them. Otherwise, nothing yeah. makes sense anymore. And I used to be a big Marvel fan. Like, I used to watch quite a lot of them. And then when they started doing that TV series thing, I kind of tuned out a little bit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you have to watch all six episodes of, is it Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Which, like, yeah, it was, uh, I one, wasn't one, particularly one a fan of. Yeah, One Division. It's like I'm not particularly a fan of her character in the first place. I watched um, <clears throat> the Loki one. The Loki one was really, really good. Loki's really good. Yeah, really, really fantastic. That was a very, very well produced and very well acted story. The it, it was incredible. I thought the visual effects and stuff involved in it and the relevance to it to the sort of Infinity Stone sort of Saga was purposeful. But then. I didn't watch any of the WandaVision one. And I know that that probably, a lot of people have said that that's probably one of the strongest ones. I, I like, so I watched WandaVision before I watched Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, just so, because I knew they were linked. And, and I enjoyed it. I liked the sort of make-believe, it was very Westworld. If you ever watched Westworld, it was very that kind of setup, and I, I liked it. It was, it was good. And they are good. The problem is there's just too much. And yeah, too much. I, I think the more they dilute it and the more they add in extra seasons of series and things like that and like She-Hulk that didn't do very well, they're going to reach a point where the Marvel Universe is going to fall over. I think so. It's just going to implode upon itself. And it's like, yeah. it was great when you just had the movie cinematic universe. But like you could watch Avengers 1 to 4 or however many Avengers films there were 
and they would all narratively make sense confined to themselves. Yeah. But you could also go off and watch Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Yeah. Knowing that it was part of that universe, but you didn't have to watch it to understand Avengers 1 to 4. No, exactly. Where they've gotten to the point now where it's like, if you miss Shin Ting and the Six Golden Rings... (laughs) Sounds uh, sounds like a porno. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you don't watch... What was the latest one that was fucking Uh, stupid? The Eternals. If you don't watch The Eternals... Like you're not going to understand the next phase of part six of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like, well, no, because before I could go, like, I was I was a fan of Marvel to the point where I would watch maybe Iron Man one and two, and then I just watched the Avengers film, and then I would watch um, the part one and part two of the big saga with yeah. Thanos. Yeah, and I also like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't think I needed to watch Guardians of the Galaxy to understand the big infinity war that was going on. No. And I think as they progressed <clears> on, I think they made some bad choices with what characters they killed. I mean, killing Iron Man's like the worst thing they'd done to Marvel. Mm. The amount of people who dipped out as soon as Robert Downey Jr. Walked away. Yeah. And then to kill Captain America, although they didn't kill him, but to retire him in the same film was just like, <laughs> you've not just lost Iron Man. You've now just lost Captain America. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, pivotal, it's, pivotal characters in a in a franchise that people have been following for the best part of fifteen years was just ludicrous. Yeah, and and I agree. Um, back to horror. Uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter, which I am genuinely excited for, um, has got a new release date. So they were going to release it. Um, it was meant to be released early this year. It's going to be. It was actually going to be what was our Cocaine Bear episode was going to be Last Voyage of the Demeter. It was coming oh, really? out at that time. Yeah, it was about this time. So we probably would have done that over Cocaine Bear. Um, we should have done that over Cocaine Bear. <laughs> well, they'd done, um, they done test screenings. Um, and it done so well in test screenings, they pushed it to an August 11th release date, middle of the summer. They're, they're going up against big summer blockbusters with it because they're that confident. Um, I've seen a couple of people who've seen pre-screeners of it. Um, who've written like very spoiler-free reviews, and they're all saying this is proper horror. This is oh, really? genuinely scary. It's not. It's a universal monster, but this is done in a very scary, very dark way. This is not. Do not walk into this expecting something like Renfield. This is dark and nasty and genuinely fear-inducing. It's been a while since I think we've had something like that in modern day cinema. Yeah, and I think it's a bold choice to do. And it, if they stick to like what they're working from, which is a chapter from Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, it's a really good chapter, arguably mm. one of the best in the book. And yeah, if they stick to that and they go that dark with it, it will be good. So I'm excited yeah. for that. Oh, that's exciting. And I, I'm looking forward to that as well. I haven't heard anything or even had whispers about it, to be honest with you, so... Very, very little knowledge on that. <clears throat> you got anything else, or did you just nod off? <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward <laughs> silence on the episode. Apologies, did I just like waver off then, real? Quick? <laughs> you just like you were looking at me, and you just glazed <laughs> over and just went. <laughs> no, I was talking. Did my mic not pick any of that up? <laughs> you just went silent. <laughs> 
No, I was waffling shit. I was waffling shit about Dracula into myself. <clears throat> I do apologize. Um, yeah, no, so I've have you seen the latest trailer for Haunted Mansion? I've seen it's out, but I've not looked at it yet. It looks really, really good. Really, really entertaining. I, I haven't seen the original The Haunted Mansion. No, with, you've seen the one with um, Eddie Murphy. No, that is the original, is it not? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it's based on a ride, isn't it, in Disney? Yeah, it's based, it's based on a ride by Disney. So the original is The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, this is like a, basically a remake, a remake of that. Um, it looks really, really fun. It sounds about Rosario. Rosario I always yeah. get her name wrong. Rosario Dawson. I think that's how you pronounce it. And Owen Wilson and uh, Danny DeVito and Tiffany Haddish. It, 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 the trailer looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. It looks like Scary Movie 2, but for maybe like Kids. 13, 14 year olds. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't show it to like a 10 year old based on the trailer that I saw. No, and like the original comes under a lot of fire <clears throat> and a lot of people hate it. I, I quite enjoy it. We watch it at Halloween with the kids like it. It's. I've it's never a, seen it. I've never seen it, but Eddie Murphy was in that period of just being annoying. Yeah, he was around the same time that he'd done Norbit and oh, what was the other one? Uh, the Nutty Professor, The Nutty Professor 2, The Nutty Professor 17. He yeah, went through a phase just, of just churning out crap. One, Dr. Yeah. Doolittle. Yeah, it was one of those, wasn't it, where nobody just gave a shit anymore about him, but he was in the central focus of the film. Yeah. And I think that deterred a lot of people away from it. Yeah, I think I it's think taken it a also, lot for him to bring his career back to light, to be honest. Yeah, I think it was also about the same time that he was going through a very messy breakup with um, Scary Spice. It was all over the tabloids. Was that a big thing in the news? Was it? I don't remember it being so massive. Yeah, I think it was quite a big thing in the news. I think I think they've got a kid together and he was like, he wanted paternity tests and all that kind of stuff. I think it got really, really smelly. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, got, yeah I think it got really, really nasty. Um, but he's, there's loads of rumours that he's going to be doing another Beverly Hills Cop film. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out soon. Straight to Netflix. Beverly Hills Cop 4. I just can't. I can't see that working now. They've got them all back. They've got all the, like, the guys. Have they really? Yeah. Yeah, they've got them all back. They're all back doing doing it. I've seen behind-the-scenes footage of, of them all on set and stuff like that. It looks great. I, I love Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, I love so, Beverly Hills Cop 3 as well, the most out of all of them. Yeah. And that's, I, like, the least gritty as well. Yeah, I, I love all of them. And, like, yeah, his character, Axel Foley's character is amazing. Yeah, that um, is Eddie Murphy to me. He is Axel Foley. Yeah, he is to me as well. And I, I hope, I hope they keep the soundtrack and hopefully it can put all of those horrible memories of the crazy fog ripping off Axel F to bed forever. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it, where it's either going to go one or two ways. It's going to try and reinvent itself and try and modernise itself and be like, I don't know, like say, like say a Fast and the Furious installment or something really silly. Or it's going to be really, really true and authentic to everything that's come before it. And it's going to focus on the original score, the original soundtrack, the original characters and the vibe that that gave off. That sort of Vice City vibe. Yeah, and I hope that that's where they go with it. And I hope that they're, I hope that they still skirt the line of what, because the original skirted the line of what was acceptable and what they could get away with. Yeah. And I hope they keep that and they still skirt that line and they don't go fully over into gloss Hollywood 
and just play it safe. I want them to be on the edge again. Yeah, I mean, I am Eddie Murphy would always push for an R rating for it. It was like, look, I'm not going to do it unless I can get an R rating. Because um, that's what he got for part one and two, I believe. Yeah. There's only part three that dropped it down, wasn't it? And Is part more... three the one in the theme park? Part three is the one in the theme park, yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit more. But again, I love part three. I think it's, I think it's a very, very entertaining film. Wildly, wildly slapstick and very silly at times, but I loved it. But <clears throat> if you go back and watch part one, it's very dark, very gray. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the kind of if, if if you grew up like I did watching part three of Beverly Hills, to go back and watch part one, you're like, wow, this is. <laughs> this this is uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and, and again, with part two, it's the same sort of thing. It's a very dark film. So <laughs> he, he was very insistent if he was going to come back and do part four that it had to be an R rating. So I don't know whether that is the case or not, whether he got he got his way or if he just caved to, to the powers that be and the paychecks that come with it. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping... Well, hold on. I'm going to Google. Beverly Hills... I've got an option of Beverly Hills Cop 6. I don't think it's that. Beverly Hills Cop 4. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, my God, he looks so old. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> Beverly Hills Cop 4 will be rated R. There you go. So, he got so I think own... they're hopefully <laughs> going to return to form. And do Eddie Murphy is and old and he's got a massive beer belly. That's <laughs> not yeah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's not actual folly. That's the, that's the shot that's going on the episode cover, though. Oh my god! <laughs> it looks like Axel Foley ate Axel Foley. Yeah, it's, it's it's jarring, isn't it? It's jarring to see. But I'm excited for it, though. I think I think if they if if they do it in the sort of lethal weapon, I'm too old for this shit kind of fashion, it could work. But yeah, to try and stay true to what the first two were, it's just it's just not going to be the same sort of thing. I don't think. Oh my god, I'm completely sold on it now. I'm just so Beverly Hills Cop Four will star Kevin Bacon as the main baddie, amazing, uh, and working underneath him as his like assistant will be Gordon Levitt, whatever his name is. It's Gordon Levitt, whatever his name is. Uh, the guy from Inception and the guy who plays Robin in the Batman trilogy. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, it. Jo- yeah. Joseph Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. He, You've got he, me confused now. Yeah, he plays the he plays <laughs> Kevin Bacon's like henchman. That's cool. So with those two attached as well, and yeah, you're right. All the original cast are back. I don't know. I kind of there's there's. Oh enough... man, I'm fully on board. I'm fully on board for it. I think there's enough nostalgia there that I'll take that, and even if it's bad, I'll come away going, yeah, I I enjoyed that just for a nostalgia hit. Yeah, and I think all they have to do is get the score right, the soundtrack right, the feeling of the times right, and just not... not. I just think like they just need to think, right, let's just go back to 1990 and let's film it like it's on then. Yeah, and I want Axel Foley to... I, I want them to put in lots of things of the modern world, and I want Axel Foley just to be completely baffled by, like, like he the things he says are very offensive. I yeah. want him to say something and someone go, "I'm offended," and him just be like, "And I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what does that what does that mean? What's the problem?" Yeah. I want him to be that kind of level of detached as a person that age would genuinely be with someone going, "You've offended me." Yeah. Okay. I- 
it has potential. It has mass potential. But again, the way things have been recently in Hollywood and remakes and adaptations and continuations, I, I'm saying I'm, I'm staying very sort of yeah. reserved on my opinions on it, I think. Yeah. And but just know I want it to be great. I want it to be great. Uh, speaking of reboots and rehashes and requels and follow ons. Um, it's the last time we get to talk Scream 6 before Schumacher returns and I get to be really smug. You're still confident on that? A hundred percent. Would you like to go with what you think is going to play out first or would you like <clears> me to, to take the lead on this? I think we're all fucking sick and tired of what you think is going to happen, so I'll go first. <laughs> <on this one. clears> Clear my throat and get myself ready to <clears throat> drop bombs. Um, <clears throat> so, Scream... <laughs> Six. Um, let me think. Where are we? Where are we on the back of screen five? Uh, I have I have a few ideas and theories of how I think this is going to play out and where I think this is going to go moving forward. So I'm going to run through. I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break this down on what I want to happen. My generic ideas, and then what I think is actually going to happen. So. What I want to happen, part one, is that I think every single character that we're introduced to so far from Screen 5 is going to be expendable, barring Jenna Ortega's character, who I think is then going to be part of the Stumacher cult. As much as it kills me to say this, don't interrupt. I can see you grinning. (laughs) The Stu Michael Cole, I think that she's going to be involved. Like, her and Tara are really, really close in part five. There's no reason why she couldn't be associated with and being used with her early sort of attack as a decoy. So I think that I would like to see her be involved and her be a turncoat in this film and be part of the Stu Michael Cult. I really, just as much as I'd like to wind Scott up, I really want the Stu Michael Cult to come back and be a thing and Stu be the ultimate villain and have this all come full circle and have a massive showdown in Scream 7. Um, However, what I think is going to happen is that the existing Scream 5 cast are going to go on to try and champion this franchise forward. But again, with a franchise that's so meta and so self-aware as it is, it is very obvious that these characters are not, Pivotal. They're not pivotal to the fans. They're not you. You can't have a fifth instalment and expect everybody to embrace them and go forward and take them on and lead them into new lights as though they're going to be the the forefront of the franchise. It doesn't work without without Dewey. It doesn't work without Gale. It doesn't work without Sydney Prescott. Sydney needs to be involved. Yeah, and I think that she should come in, whether that be as a closing credit sequence or not. And they the writers. And the casting department and whoever deals with her financial contract accepts defeat and brings her back just for a little cameo at the end to show that she's going to be involved in the final showdown in Scream 7 with Schumacher. That would sort of tee me up nicely. Um, however, what I think is probably going to happen is just... <sighs> it's just going to be some generic bullshit guess who did it with the people that are involved and introduced with the trail that we've seen so far and the still shots and the posters Gail's probably going to die because she's the last remaining 
importance or the the focal point that we all actually care about, considering that Sydney's not back and Dewey got killed in the one previously. So she's going to die at some point and she's going to be considered as a big dramatic, oh my God, I can't believe they killed Gail. It's like, well, what else are you going to do? She's the only one left. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be a massive, massive disappointment for a lot of fans. And I'm going into this with very low expectations, I'll be honest. Very, very, very low expectations. Okay. Um, I am going to talk some spoilers and some leaks about Scream 6 that have come out. So if you have not seen them and you do not want to know what they are, now is the time to tune out. Listen to our Scream 6 episode when it comes out in a couple of weeks' time and then come back and see if I was right. So I am going to tell you what the leak was and I am going to give spoilers. And if you do not want to know, tune out now. Rev. Hmm. <laughs> Mark just took his headset off. I don't know. I don't know if he's nipping to the toilet or if Mark doesn't know want to know what the spoilers are. I'll give him a second to see if he comes back. <laughs> uh, turns out Mark did need a wee, and it wasn't the fact he left because he didn't want spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so it's spoiler time now. Spoiler alert. Um, so we got a leak that showed three ghost face all in a row. Uh, one of them was the new detective. One of them was another new character who I didn't care about. And the third one was left masked. And so you're actually are... going to tell everybody what happened in that leak? Yeah, I am. I, I gave spoilers. And if you've now right, listened... Uh, just for those now, I'm just going to... In- I insist that you make that a lot more clearer because I know we talked, I, I listened to that build up you just did to this. I don't feel like it was justified enough. Like you need to add sirens and, and like yeah. literally like you need to reiterate that numerous times before you introduce this segment. Yeah. I, I will put in a bit that goes spoilers inbound with like, woo, 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 woo. yeah, you need to do that. Cause that yeah. was like, I felt like he was just like, yeah, I'm going to talk spoilers, and you just drop major bombs yeah, for people and, who were trying to avoid it for so yeah, long. And, uh, obviously, you you know this, because I, <laughs> I sent you the clip, because you oh, asked yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've got the the three ghost face all in a row, and you've got Tara and Sam, who are kind of being confronted by these. One of them's a detective guy, one of them's a young guy, and the other one remains unmasked. Yeah. Now, we know that Gail has written another book, so that's been released in a lot of the blurb that's come out. So Gail has written another book and she is in New York on the back of her big book deal that she's done with a New York publisher. So that is why she's there. We know that Tara and Sam and the rest of the gang have all gone to the same college or university or whatever it is. And that's in New York. And that's they're there for that reason. Um, we're definitely getting the cult of Ghostface. I think the leak is a fake and i don't think i do as well just any of them are the killers i think it's either badly cgi'd because it doesn't look right it doesn't look it doesn't look right does it 
Like it's, something about it just looks like do you know, like you see those fake apps. Yeah, it, it's it's like a deep fake app. It's either that yeah, or this is fake, this is a, a a scene they filmed and they've they've leaked it on purpose. I, I don't. This is. I don't think this is what we're getting. I do think we're getting a ghost fake cult. I do think we're going to have multiple ghost face killers. Um, yeah. I'm going to a limb and say we're getting a minimum of four in this. A minimum, if not five or more. Um, I'm not going to speculate as all of who all of them could be. Um, I've got some theories. Um, I think one of them w- might be Jill. Think. Yeah, we, again, we never saw Jill. Jill die. Jill took a but bullet. I don't know. The fucking... Oh, man, that's the same theory you've got. Sure, yeah, boys. bullet to the chest. So I think it could be Jill. Um, Amber. Amber never got a bullet to the head. She got a bullet to the chest. So there She's going to come back looking like some sort of fucking Freddy Frugger shit. Yes. I, I think... I think she She's was... going to be in prison, surely. Uh, I, I've got some theories on that, and I'm not going into those because they're really long and convoluted. No, no, no. Seriously, like it's very clear that regardless, she tried to commit these crimes. She's involved in these matters. She is in prison. Yeah. Same with Jill. Jill is in prison for a very, very fucking long time. Like, how can you excuse like Stu's prison sentence? Yeah, we're talking 25, 30 years later. Stu didn't he go to prison. Served his time. Stu never went to prison. Stu is How did Stu not go to prison? Okay, so this is where I I was kind of teeing you to this point because I've been questioned on this. So I released a a reel and a TikTok where I said Dewey helped Stu escape. And the TikTok went crazy with like 100,000 views and like 2,500 comments. I was like, shit. Um, So I'm going to explain it. So Dewey found Stu. Stu was the first in the house. He found Stu under the TV. Stu was alive. Um, Stu explained to Dewey that it was all Billy and Billy killed his sister. And Dewey felt pity on him. And Dewey got him out of the house and got him medical attention. Stu's family are incredibly rich and bypassed any kind of criminal system because it's a small town. There's some corrupt cops there who took some backhanders. And Stu went off to start a new life in New York. Didn't kill again. Learned the error of his ways. Went off to live in New York. Um, Dewey knew all of this and had documents for all of this, which Gail has found, which is another reason she's in New York, because she's looking into it. Stu is 100% alive. And I think you're going to get these new killers and they are a cult of Ghostface, but I don't think they're anything to do with Stu Marker. They're going to be picking off the teens and Stu's going to see all of this unfolding in his new hometown where he set a new life away from Woodsboro and doesn't want any of this shit near him. And he's going to don the mask one more time, not to go out and kill the teens, to go out and get rid of the Ghostfaces and anyone else who knows that it could be him and that he is there. I think it's him who kills Gale, and I think he will take out the rest of the ghost faces. I think what you're going to get at the end is you're going to get him probably with Tara or Sam demanding, demanding to know where Sydney is, because she's the last link. She's the last one who knows who he is, and I think he's going to end with a phone call to Sydney. 
a phone call to Sydney to say Stu's back and it's going to leave it in the lurch with Tara and Sam there with Stu and you're going to see Stu raise the knife and it's going to slash across the screen like it does in the Scream logo at the moment and it's going to say Scream and it's going to leave it on a cliffhanger into Scream 7. Man, I feel like you're going to be the most disappointed out of anybody when this comes out. <laughs> that, that's like, I like, I like, I'm actually feeling really, really sorry for you because as awesome as that sounds, not a fucking chance. No, you don't. No, you I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. that. That sounds like the best version of Scream 6. Like, genuinely, it does. That sounds amazing. But there is no way that I am believing that for a second to be true. Oh, that's sad. I, I, I hope it is, or I hope I'm vaguely there for multiple reasons. Uh, one I of think which... we're going to get some fucking stupid generic slasher bullshit. I hope, take this I hope typical scream formula and that whoever we're introduced to throughout that film, one of them will be the killer. They may possibly try and tie it in in some way or another. But it'll be a throwaway enough comment. I don't think it'll be nothing to justify a full circle like yeah. we have expected which, it to be. Which I, I hope they don't do that. But we'll get what we get. And for those of you who don't listen to the main show, may not know that if Stu doesn't return, he didn't come back in Screen 5 and I walked on Lego while being shot with Nerf bullets in the face. Uh, multiple times, I'll add. Um, if he's not back this time... I have purchased 100 mousetraps um, and I done a, I done a test. So I put my hand, I put, a, I put like, um, I've got like some skiing type gloves and I put a skiing glove on and put it in and went, oh, it doesn't hurt. So I loaded the mousetrap again and then put my hand in barehanded and touched yeah, the mouse. Fuck me, does it hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, that fucking shit hurts like mad. It does. Uh, and if Stu's not back, I'm going to set up all 100 of these mouse traps in my living room. I'm going to go live on TikTok and Instagram. And then I am going to proceed to um, strip down to my boxer shorts. I'm going to put on a set of mouse ears and I'm going to roll through the mouse traps. <laughs> Why are you wearing mouse ears? I, th- I thought it was appropriate. <laughs> oh, I hope this happens. I really, I really, fingers crossed. I hope. More than anything, in fact, I would I would sacrifice quality storytelling in Screen Six just to see you do this. Um, and if I am right and Stu is back, don't worry because I will still be going live because I have got a list of every single person for the last twelve months who's told me I'm wrong. And I'm going to call now and tell you. Yeah, and I'm going to call out every single one of them one at a time and tag them, and read some of the comments they've made along the way, which not all of them are very nice. Um, so whatever happens, there will be a live that comes on the back of this. And, yeah, depending on where you sit on the fence, it depend on how much you enjoy it. <laughs> Mate, you know full well you're doing mousetraps. I don't even know why you're trying to deny it. You're still living in denial at this point. We're like four <laughs> days away from this film coming out, and you're still sat here in denial. <laughs> I, 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 I'm very much swimming in the big Egyptian river. Yeah, too right. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, if I have to roll in mousetraps, I will do it because I'm a big boy and I'm a man of my word. So if I have to do it, I'll do it. And then we'll have to up the ante for Scream 7. 
<laughs> oh man, please! I can't do another year of this shit. Let's just let's just call it a day. Let's let's make a pact between me and you and now, right now. If you have to do the mouth traps and Stu's not back, can we just can we just put this shit to rest? Yeah, because it will put this to rest. Because then I'll be focusing on Megan appearing in Chucky. Oh, sorry, Chucky appearing in Megan. Oh, sorry, Megan appearing in the Chucky series. Because if that doesn't happen, I'll then have to eat that horrible fish. Yeah, you're fucked, man. But just know that, that my, my get out was both, wasn't it? So if Stu doesn't come back for this, then I'm safe. Yeah, then you're safe. Um, if Stu does come back for this, I reckon you're going to get really twitchy bummed oh, as I we get close. Yeah, we- I'm going to spend the rest of the year fucking. <laughs> as we get closer to the Chucky TV series, you're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll be spending the rest of the year nervous as fuck. Um, Especially when Chucky and, um, and Megan start going at it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm pretty confident, though. I'm pretty confident that Stu's not coming back. I feel more confident in the Stu thing than I do the Megan thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, let us know what you think. You, you you, all do it on Instagram. Call the show. Not this show. The main show. Youroundpodcast.com. Click on record as a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. Um, but, yeah, that that's it for me. I've got nothing else really to say apart from in... Two weeks' time on the episode, I'm either going to be very smug or very upset. You're going to be very upset. Just accept it. Accept your fate now, because it's very clear how this is going to go down. I still believe. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, my friend. If if anyone can see the disdain Mark's looking at me, he's looking at me going like, you know when you look at someone when they're like, you're a crazy person. I like you, but you need help. That's the look Mark's giving me now. I just can't believe you're still sailing this ship at this point now. And you're still, yeah, it's just, it just blows my mind that you're still, you're still riding that wave. Thing is, I've sailed the ship for an entire 12 months. I'm three days away. I can't get off. I can't get off. Oh, you're one of those now where it's like, I'm just committed to the cause kind of thing. Well, if I turn around now, but do you know what? I've changed my mind. I'm not going to do the mouse traps. I think everyone would be so pissed off. No, because you have to do it either way. Even if you turn around now, it's like Stu's definitely not coming back. You still have to fucking do the mouse traps because that's what you, that's what you promised. Yeah, that, I, just I, because I, your opinion changed doesn't mean your fate does. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I still haven't changed my opinion. I still hold. I think we're going to get a brief clip. I don't think we're getting <laughs> a lot. We're, we're getting enough. It's just amazing. I would love to go back like maybe eight, nine, even ten months time. I just know the confidence you had in this theory based on well, I think we might get a 30 second, maybe just a brief <laughs> nod. Do you, do you know it, I, I've already I've already edited together, so I've got a selection of clips that if he's back is there'll be no gag on the Scream episode. All I'm going to play to open that episode is all the times I said, Stu Barker will be back. I told you he'd be back. Don't doubt me. He's back. <laughs> he just needs to play the Rocky theme tune, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, we are back on Monday with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we're not back next week with news. So next week we are having a break from news because I'm not in the country. Oh, Scott's on holiday. I am. I'm on holiday for Scream release weekend. Yeah, which is amazing because I will see this on release there and you're not going to see this until 
I see this. So we record on the 16th, I think, for Scream. And then the 17th we record for Scream. Um, yep. I will be watching this on the 17th. And I will be watching this on the 8th, which is at least nine days yeah. before you see it. Yeah. Um, chances of me avoiding spoilers, because I'm pretty sure on release day, my inbox is going to blow up with either you're rolling in mousetraps or you bastard. Mate, I will drive to your house. I will literally drive the four-hour drive to your house just to be like, I'll do that thing like Nelson from Simpsons. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine, because if you need to do that, to do that, because I'm away, you need to drive to the airport, get on a plane, fly for five hours, drive for another two hours, and then you can do it. And worth if you do that, that level it. of commitment. Wait, 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 worth is... it, worth it. I'll do it, I'll do it. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing video that would make for social media. Literally, I would just do it. It's like, hi, Vlog, this is me. And I'll just film every sequence of me going to the <laughs> uh, time, right. time lapse of the whole event. So it's like, let a... me just check my financial situation to know yeah. whether I can pay this off. <laughs> it's, it's a 12 hour round trip, and Mark's condensed it down with time lapse into a 30 second reel. I would do it. The super fast motion till he gets to the door and he just goes, <laughs> right, bye. <Yep. laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening and we will catch you all on Monday. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Sometimes. That is my Look at me, Damien. <laughs> Sarah, love you, love you. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a time of one good scare, huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs>